This is Innovation for Transformation. I'm Dave Ball. Let us reason together. One of the most famous and beloved stories in the Bible is Jesus' encounter with the scribes and Pharisees in John 7:53 through 8:11. The authorities presented Jesus with a woman who they accused of adultery. They contended that she should be stoned according to the law of Moses as they confronted the teacher with evidence and demanded a verdict. Jesus silently bent down and wrote with his finger on the ground. Then he stood up and responded to them with the immortal words, He that is without sin among you, let him first cast a stone at her. This proclamation is both a reminder of our unworthiness to judge the sins of others and an encouragement that we, as sinners worthy only of death, instead are offered the promise of eternal life through faith in Jesus Christ. John 7:53 through 8:11 is one of my favorite passages in the Gospels. It has provided inspiration to millions of believers for hundreds of years. It nicely encapsulates God's grace toward fallen mankind. But there is a problem with the narrative. According to scholars, including Daniel Wallace, professor of New Testament studies at Dallas Theological Seminary, the verses that are numbered as 753 through 811 do not appear in the earliest manuscripts of the Gospel of John. These verses do not fit seamlessly into the context and were likely added years later, perhaps by a translator or a transcriber. If these verses are omitted from the Bible, then John chapters 7 and 8 describe Jesus' encounter with Jewish authorities during the Feast of Booths. They question his pedigree and his mission. He responded to them with a dramatic assertion that before Abraham was, I am. If this was not a true statement, then it was blasphemy according to the law. His adversaries tried to stone him, so Jesus escaped from the temple. This is a vital section of the Gospels. Why amend it? If Jesus' encounter with the scribes, Pharisees, and the woman accused of adultery is authentic, then the details were provided by others and not by the author of the Gospel of John. If the encounter was fictional, then it ranks as a compelling parable, but does not rise to the level of inspiration. As critical thinkers, how should we respond to this evidence? For comparison, how would we respond if historians were to reveal evidence that Newton didn't invent calculus and didn't formulate the classical laws of mechanics? This knowledge wouldn't fundamentally change physics, nor would it have a big impact on our lives, but it may change our perspective on Newton's Principia and on the history of science. So, should new awareness that the Bible has been altered in translation and transcription change the way that believers relate to it as the Word of God? Does the evidence demand a verdict in the faith community? While my spiritual life is guided by the principle of sola scriptura rather than traditions of a church or a culture, I believe that the fundamental truths of physics and the fundamental truths of the Bible are unchanged and enduring, even if some of the details are lost in translation or added at the discretion of editors to create a colorful narrative. Let us desire truth in the inward parts. Please share your thoughts and be blessed.